Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey and this is my co-host. Hi everyone, it's Christelle here. Christelle, we've got a new guest. So we've got a new guest today all the way from Hull and East Yorkshire welcoming Rachel onto the podcast. Hello, Rachel. Hello. Finally, Rachel, I'm so sorry because it's been like this long journey of us wanting to speak to you and Christelle, you know, just going and having babies and, and ruining that. I so... know. <laughs> but <laughs> we're <been> busy. <laughs> she really has. Um, but we're really, really happy to have you on today on the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. And just tell us, tell us, you know, we always like to do this at the start. Just tell us a little bit about your journey. You are an autistic woman, but yep. not just autistic. Tell us a little bit about you uh, and your journey so far. I got my autism diagnosis. I would, I think it was 40, so it was about eight years ago. Around the same time, I got diagnosed with dyslexia and dyspraxia. And then after going to a specialist for medication autism, I was diagnosed with ADHD and sensory processing disorder as well. Yeah, so that was about eight years ago. And it's been a lot. (laughs) It's been a lot in such a short period of time. But yeah, every day is is something new, something new every day about myself and how I'm um, sort of perceived in the world but also how I perceive things in the world it's it's yeah it's a massive roller coaster yeah because like 40 years old so you went through the whole education system with yeah. nobody picking this up nobody yeah. picking up that you're autistic dyslexic dyspraxic ADHD yeah. Yeah. you know sensory processing not one person so what what was education like for you what was schooling like for you I didn't like it I didn't like it at all I definitely felt different I I was probably the class clown which is obviously looking back now that's clearly because that was the one thing that I had because I wasn't good socially or in groups I had friends but I also had two older brothers at school as well so they were quite well known so hence people started to to know who I was once I went to school yeah it was horrible just not knowing um, what I thought you know what was wrong with me then not knowing why I couldn't grasp social cues or I couldn't understand why I couldn't make friends easily or why I couldn't do well academically either. Yeah, you know, it's it's so much more out na- out there now, thankfully. It's still not getting the awareness as it should, but I think I think it's getting much more than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, what... What made you, at the age of 40, what was it that made you think, actually, no, there's something like, did you think autism or did someone say it to you? Or how did it come about that you went for, for your diagnosis? Because growing up, I had tr- trouble, um, a lot of trouble with like menstrual cycle, hormones, um, up and down constantly, you know, um, to the point where I was probably 16 and my mum would say to the doctors, three weeks out of a month, she's not herself you know she she only seems normal one week out of the month so the doctors thought I was depressed then I think they put me on antidepressants when I was probably late teens early 20s and then they thought I was um bipolar and I was like 
so I did I looked into that and I just it just didn't sit right with me um and then one day I went I went to the doctor and I said I'd like to be tested for autism just because of what I'd read about it Mm. was just ticking every box so I got a referral which I had probably four years before getting the second um assessment and then my diagnosis so it was I would say it's probably through looking into autism that I thought hang on you know yeah it kind of all fits but even now I'm I'm finding things all the time and I'm just all right so you know when I was 10 or when I was 20 that's why and this is why so it's a massive it's a huge weight off off your shoulders when you realize actually there's nothing wrong with me yeah you know it's it's this so much so I was with a friend a couple of days ago and she was telling me you know that he has bipolar and he's just going through this this and this and she was just ticking off all these things and I was saying does he do this yeah yeah he does that and does he do that yeah yeah and he can't stand food in his mouth and you know the textures and and this that and the other and I am never one to say get you know to a referral but a hundred percent yeah a partner's autistic so many are misdiagnosed now it's who do you blame really yeah the doctors are you know qualified to make that assumption really yeah I mean and when you say you felt you know you was relieved basically wasn't you when you got that autism diagnosis that there's that relief then and you know this is what makes me a bit cross is when people go oh everybody needs to be labeled these days but actually it's not a case of being labeled it's a case of actually finding where you fit and understanding yourself isn't it it's your identity definitely it took me I mean there was a bit of quite a bit of frustration because I didn't want to be autistic I didn't know why I just didn't want to be, you know, as it gradually sunk in and I sort of realised that, you know, I am a great person and I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm I'm not that of certain things, derogatory things, negative things that I was told of growing up. The positive massively outweighed, you know, the negative thoughts or what I had of it. Yeah, because bipolar, this seems to be a common thing. I know Christelle and I have had this a lot. There's people who spoke to us and said that doctors will diagnosed bipolar and then you know years later the person is diagnosed autistic and you know how what is the link here with bipolar like what is this any sort of like correlation or not I know there isn't like medically but like any of the symptoms or anything like when you were diagnosed bipolar did you think like this is not me like this is you know yeah yeah I I mean at first I I was thinking and even my mum was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it could be that we can get your medication, blah, blah, blah. And then as I, as I researched it, it just, you know, out of the 10 things that I could see listed, there was probably one there. But that one is probably so general in everybody, not necessarily somebody that's autistic. So I think it's so hard now because there's, there's not qualified people that are so free that you can, unless you go private, that you can just ring up your doctors and say, look, I want to be tested for this or this than this. Yeah. And they yeah. should be. Yeah. And so when you went for your diagnosis, 
how was that process like was it lengthy because obviously we were hearing that these you know that the lists are just insane at the moment and the waiting lists like yeah. how did that go for you I was I think I was waiting about four years and then I got sent to somebody who basically does autistic autism assessments and diagnoses people she's a professor and she works she works in hull and the funny thing is because I've always worked with either kids or animals up to now I still work with animals and a dog that was brought in the the practice and um, the owners couldn't cope with it so I said right I'll, I'll take this dog and I'll get it rehomed and Sushi's daughter was the person that I rehomed it to so then when I went and got my assessment diagnosis, it was actually her who did it, which was a bit crazy. And um, but yeah, it was it was a four year process, and that was what eight nine years ago. So I can only think that it's probably even longer now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm so glad you got it though. I'm so glad, yeah. and you know the relief as well to know yeah. that it isn't all of these other other you know mental health conditions actually yeah. this, this is my answer yeah. this is where I fit if you like yeah um and you've you've gone on from that and you are now trying to help others you've set up your own business tell us a little bit about that I set up the big stim it was probably about 12 months ago it was basically because I wanted to start my own business but I wanted to do it helping people as well it was just a no-brain I just thought what can I relate to and what can I do to help people so I thought you know we'll 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 try this I I dabbled in it for for a little while and um, the amount of products that are out there I had no idea even up until probably a year year ago there's so many things that can help with certain conditions such as autism you know dyspraxia and, and so on and I just thought, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. So Because I work emergency vets and also yeah. in a charity vet. So my time was took, taken up a lot. Then um, I just delved deeper and deeper into it. I, w- I went part-time at work to give myself more time to do it. So because I can't put anything on or try and sell a product to somebody if I don't know what it's like, what the benefits, and every product that I sell, I have to test myself as well. You know, had it be a little fidget toy or a weighted blanket, and and it's just kind of grown and grown to the point where I've now quit my job at the PDSA to give more time to to the store because it just seems to be going crazy at the moment. So this is like an online store and you're selling items that's for really like the sensory processing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what What is sensory processing disorder? It's certain things can set off different sort of stimuli within you. For me, it's um, if I was to go into a really busy um, shopping place, it would be a case of I would have to have my headphones because it's, it's hard to explain. I, I can hear the slightest thing from six feet away 
both sides of me or even 12 feet away. But while somebody's talking to me, stood in front of me, I won't hear a word they've said. It's because you sort of zoom in. I don't know why it is, but you, you sort of hear things around you. But if I'm trying to concentrate on listening to somebody's conversation in front of me, it's just there's too much information going in. I don't know why, why that happens. A lot of people get annoyed as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. people say, you're not listening to me. I'm so, really trying to. But, you know, you, your sensory outlet, I think, has to be, has to be managed so carefully. Yeah. You know, certain noises, lights, um, really bright lights will, it's like the my eyeballs will burn. Mm. You know, it's so, so painful. They'll, they'll feel dry. I'll have to, you know, lay down in a dark room. Too much sensory traffic in my ears also is a no-no. I understand I'm not describing it very well because no, no, it's, it's so hard. And for the last week, I've um, myself been in sort of the mist of a, sensory overload yeah because I've just moved house ah okay and I'm also getting a new tenant so I have to have my, my own house ready so everything I've taken time off work because <laughs> everything's just sort of burning me out what do you do when you are feeling burnt out like that we've 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 done episodes on autistic burnout and I know it's like a, a real shutdown isn't it it is I mean, how do you sort of bring yourself out of that as such, or how can you, or do you have to just like ride it out? Yeah, the majority of the times I have to um, ride it out because if it gets to a point where if it's that bad, then I won't talk. Mm. You know, it's been, it's been, I think the most I've not spoken is, is probably only a couple of days, but obviously for people around you. Wow, yeah. It's a really scary place to be in. But rest for me, recharge, do yeah. nothing. I did two days in bed and I was so bored. Yeah. <laughs> but I know but I know I needed that sort yeah. of recharge again. It's yeah. I mean socializing is the same. If I go out, I'll have a great time. I will I'll be in I'll be home for 10, probably eleven. But then I am so tired for the next few days. Yeah. So your store, like you've got, what sort of items have you got there? Tell us, tell us, do like a, like an online vocal catalogue. Yeah. Okay. So I have various types of um, fidget toys because I, I, for one, um, use them because if I don't, I will bite my nails so bad. Um so we've got we've got weighted blankets. We have um, set, um, different sensory light bubble machines. Uh, we have uh, sensory swing um, bean bags, uh, weighted vests. Um, what else do I like? Soft toys, because um, that's just heaven for me. You know, like the plush toys that are just so yeah. soft to touch yeah that's really nice um I'm actually looking into getting seamless socks yeah because I've never yeah, been able that, to wear socks that, I absolutely despise socks yeah yeah it really bothers me and things with like so I'm going to get some t-shirts in the big stem t-shirts but I want them tagless 
you know, at the back. Yeah. And so there's no sort of seams going down the down the uh, arms and stuff. Is that because, something yeah, that affects just... you? Because I know that sensory processing disorders, different different sort of things will affect different people as sensory seekers, yeah. isn't it? Secret sensory avoiders. But does clothing affect you? Yes. I remember um, a lot when I was younger, my mum used to put me in wool. Yeah. And uh, I just remember getting hot and sweating and just feeling like um, it was like wearing barbed wire. It just felt so nauseating. And even now I don't like to touch wool, but having having to have it on my skin, it was just (laughs) one of the worst things, yeah. Yeah, I can't bear it. Yeah, I do have a lot of um, issues with with fabrics and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rachel, where can we find this store? Tell everybody so everyone can yeah. go and have a look now. Okay, so it's www.bigcartelatbigstim.com. Brilliant. And so we will put that up in the bio. And Perfect. where can we follow you if anybody wants to follow you on Instagram, unless you don't want them to follow you? Yeah, you, you can follow me. You can follow <laughs> me. Um, it's just my Instagram is just my name and my, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Big Stim is also on TikTok. You can find me on there. Um, it's also, I have my own, I have a personal page on facebook and i have the big stim on facebook as well so yeah you can find me there brilliant Brilliant. thank you so much thank you absolute pleasure